I found myself today. So um, I'm working with people for future convention times and, you know, we're, we're planning like remote events and digital online only events and stuff like that. Sure. And they're doing a new year's thing. And so they're asking people in the industry and stuff like that, that uh, especially local people like to do, to record New Year's messages so that because mm-hmm. they're doing like a Twitch stream and so that they can like play these little short New Year's greetings in, in between or whatever. Sure. And some of them are like names like, oh, I've heard of that person. Um, and then some of them are just like, you know, this cosplayer who is good that lives in the area, you know, right. cosplay celebrity is a weird thing to me, except for uh, co-fitness cosplay, soon to be friend of the show, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and stupid sexy spider-man absolutely absolutely but I valid mean, cosplay celebrities yeah yeah absolutely but it just got me thinking about like i was like at what level would we need to be before i would feel comfortable being like oh well we've got a podcast like would you want us to do a thing or like would you want us to do a panel at your show and then i was imagining like what would the was spider-man their live panel be like the was spider-man their live show would it just be like people coming in and like they come up to the mic and they're like yeah uh could you talk about dragons and then zeke has to like come up with a pitch on the spot about spider-man and dragons meanwhile i'm like frantically googling on my cell phone (laughs) so that by the time that zeke has finished his pitch i'm like okay so here's what we know in 1974 right (laughs) not only was was a dragon there but spider-man was the dragon Oh, holy shit. I think it would be fun. I think doing a live show would be a lot of fun. Would it be practical? Not really. But I think it would be fun to talk about whether or not Spider-Man was there at the live show. Oh, man. Can you imagine how many Spider-Mans would be there? That would, yeah, we could say, was Spider-Man there? You're here, and you're here, and you're here. Which one? <laughs> would the real slim Spider-Man please stand up? <laughs> I I think it would be I think it would be fun too. I I have no idea what the context of this panel would be or where it would be welcome. Um I don't know where they would accept an 18 and up Spider-Man panel. Right. But <laughs> But it uh, it was funny to think about. It's like, yeah, listen, this is a this is an after dark Spider-Man podcast panel because we do be talking about Spider-Man fucking <laughs> like all the time for some reason. <laughs> Sp- Spider-Man stays fucking in our podcast. So that's where we are. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless us, everyone, up to and including the Spider-Man fuck comic. I would love to say, um, play that festive theme music and for us to have festive theme music. But you were all very naughty this year. So you get the regular theme music. What's up, Spider Pals? My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we are here to ask the question, was Spider-Man there? And did he have a very shiny nose? Just kidding. Spider-Man doesn't have a nose. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. 
don't listen to me this is a podcast where we talk about uh scenarios in which spider-man has been or sometimes not been kat and i put this show together because we both enjoy comics very much and uh i started out the show not knowing a whole lot about spider-man i'd say i have like entry-level knowledge i know about as much about spider-man as like a third grader who really likes spider-man that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, the nitty gritty of it, but I know enough. I know more than I did. I know enough to get invited to Calvin Coolice's birthday party. But this was when he was young and before he was affiliated with Dr. Do- yeah, conscripted to Dr. Dealer's army. That's a deep cut. If you don't get that, what have you been doing? Why is this the first episode you're listening to? <laughs> So I know about that much about Spider-Man and Kat is like the Santa Claus of Spider-Man. Every year she visits houses and she gives lots of Spider-Man comics to good little boys and girls. And if they've been bad, she takes all their homework and she throws it out the window. That's another deep cut. <laughs> I feel, I love, I love the, um, the throwbacks. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's the well, throwback. This is the end of the year wrap up. This is the time. The show goes in two parts. The first part uh, we call Elevator Pitch, which is where Kat gives me a theme for the week. And then I have to come up with a pitch. And then Kat gets to do some research and find out if Spider-Man was there. But like uh, another beloved holiday tradition, Hanukkah, the podcast is in two parts. Not that many parts, but more than one. And so we'll have to wait uh, for the second half of the podcast because, again, much like Santa Claus, Kat is shrouded in mystery and conflict. But Norad is on her ass, so we will have to get there eventually. Kat, would you like to tell us what our theme this week is? Well, if they haven't guessed it yet, they're really not paying attention. But this week, we are doing an episode about all things festive and fun. It is the Was Spider-Man There Christmas Holiday Special. Yeah, this is like Radio City, but better. Did Do you have tickets to to see the... Well, did you have tickets to see the Radio City uh, Rockettes? Because, I mean, they're worthless now. But you know what you can still listen to is was Spider-Man there. So in a way, we really have the Rockets trumped this year. We're doing it. This week, I wanted to do something very classic, very traditional. I feel like so many holiday specials are about going home and finding your roots or like learning humility But those all felt like things that Spider-Man was still really in touch with to me. I didn't feel like he needed help with those things. And I didn't want anybody else to be the center of the story. So I went back to that most beloved of story hooks for Rankin and Bass. And I just decided that Spider-Man should have to save Santa Claus. Excellent. Right. So in this story, which we are calling... A Very Spidey Christmas, Spider-Man Saves Santa Claus, The Ultimate Spectacular. So there's three, there's, there's two sets of colons. It's Christmas. It's Christmas time in New York City and Spider-Man is patrolling. And I like to think that Spider-Man in the wintertime has like a cool, like bomber jacket that he wears over his Spidey suit so that he can keep a little warmer. But it's, like, chill. Like, chill, I mean, like, cool. Not chill, like, chilly. And so he's swinging around, and people are, like, really excited, and people are taking photos with him on the street, and it's just a good time. Everybody's in the holiday spirit. And Spider-Man's starting to think that, like, hey, maybe this will be kind of a relaxed Christmas time. So he is out patrolling one night, just kind of web-slinging around, 
breathing the fresh air, looking at the Christmas lights, having a great time. And all of a sudden, there's a blinding light in the sky. And it crashes down into the middle of Central Park. And uh, Spider-Man's like, well, don't love that. So he web slings his way over there. And he finds a busted up, like, spacecraft. And he's like, um, okay. But there's no one in it. Like, he's looking around. He doesn't see any weird aliens. He doesn't see any symbiotes. Like, there's nothing going on. And so he's like, okay, this is even weirder. But what am I going to do about this? So he, like, gets in touch with NYPD. And he's like, um, you guys are the only people I can think to call to come help me fix this, like, UFO situation we have going on. So they get there. And everybody's like, what do we do? What do we do? They take the bits to Avengers Tower so that the Avengers scientists and Tony can, like, look at it or whatever. And it's, like, kind of the last that they think of it because there's not really anything else to do with it right now. A few days go by, and then it's Christmas, and Christmas morning shows up, and there are no gifts. There's, like, no presents. Like, no one has anything. And everybody's like, what's going on? And so Spider-Man, who just woke up and, like, went to Spider-Man work that morning, because Peter Parker would have had the day off work. Obviously, it's Christmas. Like, a little kid, like, grabs him on the street. And he's like, Spider-Man, I didn't get a Christmas present this year. And Spider-Man's like, what? Well, okay. Well, not everybody gets Christmas presents. And he's like, no, none of my friends got Christmas presents. Where do our Christmas presents go? And Spider-Man's like, okay, well, that's kind of weird. Hmm. Odd. And so, but he doesn't, like, think a whole lot of it. He thinks maybe someone's out there, like... Maybe there was, like, a B&E or whatever. And then he starts, like, hearing just, like, everywhere. And there's, like, radio chatter. It's like, nobody got Christmas presents. And it's a big thing. And then he finds out it's, like, global. And he's like, what's going on? Nobody got Christmas presents? And so then, like, he's sitting on a roof. And he's thinking. And he's like, why wouldn't anybody get Christmas presents? And then there's, like, this big beam of light next to him. And he's like, ah! And it's Thor. And Thor's like... Man of spiders, you I require your assistance. And Peter's like, why? And Thor's like, oh, we must save uh, Father Christmas. And Peter's like, oh, we're jumping right into it, huh? Like, <laughs> we just we just got to go do it? And Thor's like, well, yes, or no one will have gifts. And they, everyone needs gifts. And Peter's like, hold on. You just, you just know about Santa Claus? Like, you just know him. And Thor's like, I'm very old. <laughs> And we went to school together. We went. To, we were mates in elementary school. And Peter's like, um, you know what? I'm just not going to argue with this one. I've been through a lot of weird shit in my life. And I'm not going to argue about, like, why you and Santa Claus are friends. Sure. Go off, Thor. And Thor's like, I believe the crash last night had something to do with it. Or a few nights ago. And Spider-Man's like, okay, whatever. And so they find out. They go back to Avengers Tower. And Tony's there. And they're talking with the scientists. And they find out that... This ship that crashed to Earth is, like, a race of aliens that, like, got picked back up, but they took Santa Claus with them. They were, like, in transit. He was on the UFO. And they they got crashed, and they were like, me, 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 come pick us up. And so then their buddies came and got them, and they have Spider-Man with them. And so Peter's like, I have to go to space again? (laughs) 
And Thor's like, to space we go. And he just leaves. And Spider-Man's like, I can't do that. I can't space fly. And so Tony's like, you know who can space fly? And so then they call the Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four are like, we'll take you to space. No problem. We go to space for, like, the weekends. We'll take you. We'll go find Santa Claus. And so they, like, punch in the coordinates for, like, this alien race where, like, Thor has told them that they are. So they go to the planet Septus, which is which doesn't mean anything. It's just a name I pulled out of thin air. Okay. So they go to planet Septus. And all the aliens there are, like... I'll give the gig away. They base they're like elves, basically, right? Okay, gotcha. But but they are malicious on entry. Like the Fantastic Four land on the planet, they get out of their spaceship, they're in their spacesuits, and then it's like pew pew, like a hundred lasers powering up. And they're like surrounded. And so like the leader of the planet Septus is there and he's like, What do you want? And Spider Man's like, We just want Santa Claus back. And they're like, Ah No. <laughs> and he's like, Well, I didn't think it was going to be that easy, but why? And they're like, we'll show you. And so, like, they take him into, like, him and the Fantastic Four. They take him into their big, like, crystal empire. And they go to this this one building. And when they're allowed in, it's, like, a big hall full of, like, biopods. And in these pods are, like, all the different iterations of Santa Claus that have existed throughout, like, human history. Oh. And so Peter's like, what? The beans? And this little alien's like, we created the history of your Santa Claus. And so every year, he, or every hundred years, he must be reincarnated. And this year we've come to collect the one that serves Earth because he just didn't want to cooperate. And Peter's like, well, I mean, I probably wouldn't want to get like reincarnated either if I was doing fine. And Santa Claus has been doing pretty all right in my lifetime anyway. And the alien turns around and he's like, you've only been alive for a quarter of a cycle. And Peter's like, space time. I hate this. (laughs) So they get to the end biopod and there's like 2020 Santa Claus, right? He's like regular, like how we picture him saying like Tim Allen, Santa Claus, you know? Ooh. (laughs) Wait, can we update that to uh, Kurt Russell, Santa Claus? No. That's critical to the plot. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> so he's like, this Santa Claus, uh, this Kris Kringle, this Father Christmas has been out of commission for too long. He's an outdated model and we have to get a new one. And Peter's like, well, what happens to this one? And the alien's like, haven't you been paying attention? They live in stasis forever. And Peter's like, well, that kind of sucks. What do they do in there? And he's like, no, it's like a brain vacation. They're all on the beach and they'll never die. The Fantastic Four are like, um sure and peter's like no not sure that's kind of weird like like, these guys should be allowed to like live out their lifespans and so the aliens are like oh we see where the confusion is no no they're not human they're synthetic life forms they can travel faster than the speed of light and they can communicate with earth organisms and it's all great but if we are their bosses at the end of the day and so we tell them when they have to retire and peter's like i really this is all giving me like the weird heebie-jeebies and i hate it And they're like, well, would it make you feel better for your DNA to be the founding DNA of the new Kris Kringle? And Peter's like, sign me up. And he's rolling his sleeve up. He's like, make make me Santa Claus. (laughs) And and 
<laughs> and the Fantastic Four are like, maybe not. And the aliens are like, too late. And so they stick him and they take some of his blood. Have we learned nothing, Peter? Right. <laughs> and uh, so they like put his blood in this big machine and it goes beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. And they're like, all right, he'll be ready in a day. We'll accommodate you for the evening. But like, because space time is different, the time is passing differently on Earth and it's still like Christmas by the time this is done. So they go to like a weird alien dinner party and they can't eat any of the food and they uh, muck up all the customs. And by the end of the night, all the aliens are like, earthlings are rude and terrible. We shouldn't send them a new Chris Kringle. And then the leader of the aliens is like, no, we must, or they'll figure out a way to wage war on us because that's what they do when they're not happy or when they're vaguely bored. So they make the new Santa Claus. He's in the vat. It like depressurizes. The steam rolls out and out walks handsome Santa Claus because he's also Peter Parker. <laughs> That's why I said it was important. That's why it's important that this be the Kurt Russell Santa Claus because this was hot <laughs> because it's also <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> and so he's like, he steps out of the vat and he's already in like all of his Santa Claus clothes and he puts his fists on his hips and he's like, all right, Peter, are you ready to save Christmas? And Peter's like, this slaps. This is the best <laughs> Christmas ever. And so the Fantastic Four are like, cool, do you still need us? And Peter's like, do we still need them? And Santa Claus is like, oh, no, I travel interdimensionally. And Peter's like, yeah, okay, well, deuces, you guys. Guess you got to get back home by yourselves. Me and um, cool Christmas me are going to go. And the alien's like, wait, it's very important that you understand that it's base DNA. You're not a clone. This, You're not the same person. And Peter's like, me and Christmas me are gonna go back to earth now <laughs> and the aliens like all right well we're not gonna convince you so they go back to earth right but because there have been no presence there's chaos everywhere like for whatever reason new york city has just turned itself upside down and who is at the center of all of the chaos but the green goblin okay and the Green Goblin is like, yes, you got no presents. Spider-Man's forgotten you. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And everyone's like, yeah, down with Spider-Man. And there's like B&Es and there's like fires. And Peter's like, what are we going to do? And Santa Claus is like, we'll spread the good cheer of Christmas. And Peter's like, okay, that's not really going to do it, I don't think. I'm going to have to go fight the Green Goblin. And then Santa Claus is like, well, then let's do that first. And Peter's like, What? <laughs> wait you're just gonna go punch the green goblin with me and then santa claus is like my fist is bigger and so <laughs> so spider-man and santa claus go they meet up with thor and they put the smack down on the green goblin right in the middle of new york city and they're like christmas isn't about gifts pow 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 christmas is about love pow 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 and and uh, brotherly kindness for each other. Pa, 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 pa. And then they beat him into, like, a pulp. So the Green Goblin goes to jail. And uh, Santa Claus is like, all right, Peter, are you ready to try Christmas again? And Peter's like, Christmas is already gone. It's already ruined. We have to wait a whole year. And Santa Claus is like, oh, I can time travel. And Peter's like, are you shitting me right now? You also, we can time travel. And Santa's like, of course we can time travel. You don't think I get Christmas right the first time every year. And Peter's like, well, I guess that's true. Like, we got to have kind of a margin for error. So Santa Claus goes back in time, 24 hours. They re-deliver all the presents. And the next day, no one is the wiser. Everyone wakes up. There are presents. And Peter is content in the knowledge that's, that for the next 
500 years, Santa Claus will be based with his DNA, and he feels this great sense of peace and contentment that he can do good in the world, all over the world. And it's great. And so he goes home to girlfriend of choice. I left this one blank because I didn't know if people would rather it be Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane or Harry Osborne. So he goes home to his significant <laughs> other, uh, Deadpool. And it's Merry Christmas one and all. And so you're like at the end of the comic and you're like, wow. And then you turn the page for the like the end of it. And then it's like the Santa Claus that's based on Peter and he's back on Earth. And the aliens are like, did he buy it? And And the Santa Claus is like, Yes. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, our way to dominate Earth. The road is paved. And then you have to wait till next year to find out what happens. <gasps> and that's it. That's my story about how Peter Parker saved Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think that happened. But I do want to know, was Spider-Man there? And did he ever have to go on a rescue mission to save Santa Claus? Well, actually, this exact story happened in 1974. Of course it um, did. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, but I do think it is important to mention that Santa Claus in the Marvel Universe is a real entity. Like, he's a guy. Like Dracula. Like Dracula, exactly. Um, they're, they probably have poker nights together. Love it. He is a character that has had many interactions with other Marvel characters. I think I gave you a sneak peek about a story that I wasn't going to use um, because it didn't have Spider-Man where like Santa Claus begs the Illuminati to use the infinity gauntlet because yeah. he fucked up Christmas and then he goes mad with power. Like Santa Claus is a guy <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Well, he's a guy here too. Well, yeah, absolutely. But they carried that over. Sure. That being said, I could not find a specific Spider-Man story where Spider-Man interacted with Santa Claus and rescued him. Okay. Not, not at least not like the mythological magic Santa Claus that delivers presents. Okay. Uh, but I, but there have been a number of Spider-Man Christmas stories and they range from cute to what the hell. And I did find one that does involve a rescue, that does involve a Santa Claus, so I went with that one today. It is not nearly as bananas as, as your <laughs> Christmas story, which I am waiting. I'm just waiting for the stop animation version of that to show up. I um, went all out for the end of the year, yeah. and I really want the Rankin and Bass stop motion animation. I had literally, I had to physically restrain myself from having Tony and Steve do a like snow miser, heat miser number. <laughs> Well, I'm imagining it now. Uh, yeah, it, it went on the cutting room floor, but it's in the it's in the B-roll if you look hard enough. <laughs> um, so let me tell you a little bit about the story that I did find. Mm -hmm. And this comes to us from Amazing Spider-Man number 314, titled Down and Out in Forest Hills. So we're definitely taking a bit of a mood shift from the Technicolor dream Christmas you just laid out for us. Yes. This comes from an era in the comics when Peter and Mary Jane are newly married and they're living on their own they have their own apartment except just kidding they get evicted on christmas eve oh no i hadn't read the issues before this but it's definitely implied that it's because their landlord is specifically targeting them and trying to um get back at them for mary jane not doing something and it's definitely illegal and he's definitely not allowed to just ma magically evict them 
but they're also aware that getting legal recourse is going to take time and money that they don't have at this moment. Mm -hmm. So the lawyer that's representing the landlord is like, oh yeah, sure. You can absolutely sue. I mean, you'll get your money back, but it's going to take a couple of years. And they're just like, we need someone to sleep now. Yeah. Uh, Aunt May is with them while this is happening. And they're like being thrown out on the street. And she's like, and at this point May has started taking borders to like supplement her income. Cause she's a little old lady. And she's like, well, um, it's a little, it's going to be a little cozy, but you know, I never rented out your old bedroom, Peter, like you guys can put all your furniture and storage in the attic and you guys can take your old room and at least you'll have a roof over your head. And Peter says like, well, we'll use the attic for storage, but, uh, we actually have a place to stay and okay. don't ask me any follow-up questions. <laughs> okay. And the meanwhile, it cuts to your kind of standard holiday department store and you've got the owner of the store his name is uh howell thurston the third and he's very you know very kind of scrooge thing happening here he's like at his desk in his giant office looking out the window surveying the people coming in and out of the store shopping and he's grousing about like the weekend and like how Saturdays are stupid because the bank is closed on Saturdays, but people are shopping on Saturdays. And that means that they have to hire a special truck to take deposits because they can't just deposit it directly in the bank. And that costs extra money. And whoever designed the calendar should be fired. Okay. Uh, he's that kind of guy. And uh, his little underling is this guy named Mr. Clark. And he's a very beleaguered employee who's like, yeah, you know, you're totally right. Whatever you say. And he's like, how many Christmases is this? You've been working for me 19. And he's like, 23, sir. Uh -huh. And you kind of see them like having that back and forth exchange. And then you see Mr. Clark's uh, briefcase and he's got a gun in there. <gasps> What's he going to do with the gun? We don't know. It's, it's a holiday intrigue. Yeah, big mystery. So, <laughs> so just as we get this mysterious subplot, uh, it cuts back to the Parkers who are moving their stuff and paying exorbitant fees to have movers take their stuff the day of to Aunt May's. And Peter explains to Mary Jane that it's not so much that, like, it's not that he doesn't love May. It's not that they don't, you know, need a place to stay. But he, A, she doesn't know that he's Spider-Man. And he has he's looking at like how difficult it would be to continue his superheroing if he's having to, you know, escape through his old bedroom window mm -hmm. and B he has spent so much of his life trying to like build something up, trying to move forward and kind of having being forced to fall back on May's hospitality just feels like steps backwards. And he feels like it's really important mm -hmm. for the two of them to keep moving forward. And so she's like, all right, well I understand, but we still need to figure this out and we don't have a lot of time, but their discussion is interrupted by a purse snapping and he's like, well, I got to do what I got to do. And he goes to Spidey. He gets the purse back. He gets rewarded with cookies that the woman's was like, oh, these were for my niece, but I'll give them to you. And I'm like, so what does your niece get? She doesn't get any cookies. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> back to Howell Thurston. And, right. you know, he's, they're loading up the trucks, but, oh, they're quietly getting hijacked and the hired guards that were supposed to guard the armored truck have been dispatched and now Clark's men are on the truck and it's, oh, more more mystery. Cut back to the Parkers who are now at the Bugle holiday party, which J. Jonah Jameson is only too happy to throw because it's tax deductible. 
And I love it. <laughs> they're basically like doing the rounds around the room and like trying to figure out if there's any of Peter's coworkers that they can stay with. Um, as they're like, you know, sipping champagne and eating hors d'oeuvres and they're like, oh, do you think they would let us stay on their sofa? But as they go around the room, they're like, well, you know, this couple is having their own problems because they're being harassed by, you know, these other people or like, oh, this, this girl was causing friction. Mary Jane is kind of jealous of her. And like, basically every candidate they come across, it's like, there's some reason why they just know that it was going to cause more trouble. And so they leave the party with basically no leads. And... Finally, without anyone else to call or ask, even like Harry was was not going to work out, they end up finding Flash Thompson. At this point, Flash and Peter are very good friends. And Flash is like, like it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> and Flash is teaching like a kid's karate class or like, okay. ki- like, like junior boxing or something. It's some kind of martial arts. So he's like in a gym on Christmas Eve. I'm like, where are these kids' parents? Um, you know, surrounded by like eight 10-year-olds. And they're like, hey, Flash, uh, we hate to ask this, but do you have a place we could stay or we could crash? And he's like, oh, well, you know, my apartment got broken into, so I don't actually have a place to stay. I've been staying in the back room of the gym. And they're like, oh, shit. And he's like, but that's okay. You guys can have it. I'll go stay at the Y. And they're like, you're the best, Flash. And that kind of, like, forces Peter to kind of reexamine, like, wow, like, you know, he was really in a position where he is down and out on his luck as well. And he's like not thinking twice about just offering this to us. And and it kind of puts that, you know, that holiday giving spirit kind of spin on things. And it mm-hmm. kind of starts the thinking about Christmas and family and loved ones and all that kind of stuff in, in Peter's head, which is not necessarily something he's not always thinking about, but. This we keep cutting back and forth, but we're back at the department store and it's a total heist. And Mr. Clark has gotten a hold of Howell Thurston and he's holding him hostage for, or he's holding him up for all the money that's on the armored truck. And he's like, we're going to take this armored truck and we're going to take all the money that's in it, but we need some some security. And so he grabs like the mall Santa out of the department store and like loads him onto the truck. Okay. And so they drive off and they're like, all right, well, we got to drive out of here and we don't want to attract any attention. So we need to go on like roads less traveled. So they zoom out. And while this is happening, Peter has left his conversation with Flash and Mary Jane. Mary Jane has gone to Mays to go like at least have Christmas Eve with her. And Peter has gone to go visit Ben's grave. And he's kind of having the reflective moment. And he's thinking like, well, I want to be independent. I need to be independent. But is that you know, a betrayal of May's feelings. Am I not considering her feelings enough? You know, she's only trying to do something that's good for me. And maybe I'm not considering her emotions and her stake in this as much as I should be. I'm just thinking about myself. And as he's having this conversation, then all of a sudden, uh, the armored truck shows up because apparently they thought driving through a cemetery on Christmas Eve was the best way to avoid traffic. (laughs) And he's like, okay, that seems suspicious. Right. And so he suits up into his Spider-Man suit and goes after them. 
And of course, you know, he like busts open the truck and he immediately, you know, the guy starts shooting at him. And it's very clear that this is some kind of heist. And he makes quick work of the goons. But then Clark steps out and he's like, oh, I've got a pistol. I'm going to shoot you. But then the mall Santa jumps out of the truck and <gasps> smashes him like in the face with like a bag of cash out of the back of the car. And he, and he says, ho, 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 dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> So it's very festive and they have, and so like Peter, you know, like ties everybody up and makes sure that like the cops are coming and all that can be handled. And after that, you know, thrilling interaction, he changes back and he's still in the cemetery and he like notices that May is there now. And she's also visiting Ben's grave and he comes to, to go speak to her. And she's like, Oh, I shouldn't even be surprised that you're here. You know, I'm sure that you were thinking about Ben and I know that, you know, this was his favorite time of year and, and your favorite time of year. And it just makes me always think about family. And Peter realizes that like, he really does need to think about her feelings more. And he comes to the conclusion that like, he has an option now, like he and Mary Jane could go stay at the back room that Flash has offered them. Uh huh. Or they could stay with May. And if he chooses to stay with May, that is, a choice that he's making instead of just being forced into it by circumstances and choosing to do that feels better to him. And it feels like he, you know, he really did his due diligence. He really did make a choice and, and choosing to do something because he knows it would be meaningful to may sits better with him. And so he's like, Oh, Hey, you know, is that room still available? And she's like, Oh, of course, but we're like, we could need to get back. And so they go back to the house and they have, big Christmas time and he and Mary Jane are like smooching under the mistletoe and May is giving them a big, you know, swat on the backside and telling them to save it for the bedroom or whatever. And it's just, it's kind of a cutesy episode or issue. It's definitely not one of the really wild ones, but it was one where like, there was a little bit of Santa rescue. Um, even though Santa turned out to be the real MVP in the story, but I liked this one just because I thought it was a good, older Peter story or like a mature Peter story that mm -hmm. really shows a little bit more of his introspective side. And it's not like a zany, crazy holiday story, but I think, I think it is a, a good holiday story that is more about like, you know, not just like, Oh, the holidays means family, but like thinking about like what the holidays mean to our family members and why we do the things we do and why we make the choices to spend time with people that are meaningful to us. Um, and kind of like going into that a little bit. So it was a sweet story. It was cute. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a huge fan of ho 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 dirt bags. <laughs> that has very diehard vibes. <laughs> the like Christmas badass line. Not not quite as as earth shaking as Yippie Kaye motherfuckers, but ho ho it's ho very, dirt bags. Uh, very good. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, right around there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, in between if that's the it's the like um the happy medium, I think. <laughs> I feel like we gotta start making Christmas sweaters that say ho 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 dirtbag on them. <laughs> so that way and then people will be like, What's that from? And we'll be like, Well, if you, you can listen to our podcast and find out. <laughs> that's um our first official merch. Our first was Spider Man their merch. Just kidding. But if you if you do want merch, if you do listen to the show and you do want like shirts or something, you should let us know. You can tweet us at was Spidey there, or you can send us an email at was Spidey there at gmail.com. Or you can join our Discord server, which you can find on our Twitter. 
uh, we do love to talk to you guys and engage with our listeners and shoot if you want merch let us know like we'll make it happen we've made merch for less <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we, we've made much more niche clothing than this thank you for for looking that up i i do like uh what you were saying like i like that it's sort of a a more toned down i guess story a more mature peter i definitely came to this expecting there to be like a spider-man saves christmas type thing right right but i'm always pleasantly surprised with what you bring and it's no exception this week i think that the story is really it's just a really good read it feels like a very core spider-man read too like just a very in the in the nature of spider-man yeah i I think i think he's answering a lot of more adult questions in this issue Mm -hmm. and the idea of of being an adult and having to make choices and having to fall back i think that's something that resonates with a lot of people you know a lot of millennials yeah um just as much now as it would have you know back then so i think this is a, an issue that is still worth reading yeah absolutely i agree a story that is in such stark contrast to what i brought you this <laughs> week i was really sure i was gonna have it this week and then you were like and now here's a story about a very emotionally mature peter parker and i was like <laughs> damn <laughs> But maybe we'll have some surprises in the second half. Are you ready to, oh, we will. to jingle all the way over there? I am so ready. That's one of the worst Christmas movies. Let's let's go to the second half before I start talking about jingle all the way. Okay, we made it to the second half. I haven't talked about jingle all the way, not even a little bit. But so before I start, Kat, will you tell us about the second half of the podcast? The second half of the podcast is called Two Truths and a Christmas Fic. And in this part of the podcast, I will be telling Zeke two canonical storylines and one storyline I've taken from an obliging fan work. And Zeke has to try and figure out which is which. Now, I feel like I've figured out the formula for this game. Because I did pretty well figuring out which one was canon, which was one of the canon ones for our very special episode. And that was because I've learned that the more balls to the wall a story is, the more likely it is to be canon. So I'm ready for some for some Christmas hijinks this week. But that said, I do usually compete for a sticker. Do you have a sticker for me this week? Oh, I do. In fact, you get to choose your sticker this week because I have a plethora of adorable animals in Santa hats with little wreaths and presents. We've got pandas. We've got cats. We've got bears and bunnies and pigs and sheep. So you can pick any animal you want. That is my Christmas present to you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm, I just want to go ahead and tell you that I'm going to pick a bear <laughs> because I love bears. Okay, I'm so ready to jump into this. I'm very excited. I know you've been really hype. I'm really hype. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Go ahead and give me the first plot. <clears throat> Here is number one. It's the night before Christmas, and all through the city, Spidey can't find his teammates at all. What a pity. When the hero slips and has a great fall, he has dreams of the days past, but that isn't all. Visions of the future, Parker's name up in lights. And yet this premonition doesn't settle quite right. The dream becomes nightmare as King Goblin appears. It's the fight before Christmas. Time to fight all his fears. Oh, this slaps. 
This is so good. Oh, this slaps. I really want this to be canon. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Okay, hit me with the next one because I'm going to get caught up with this. We three heroes, Kane, Peter, and Ben, doing whatever spiders can. Break and entry, take down sentries, foil Osborne's evil plan. Oh, clones on left and clones on right. On a cold December night, things get wild. They free a child and restore this lost girl's birthright. What? <laughs> okay, are these all, is this what all of them are going to be like? Yeah. Are they are they all going to be okay? This kind of it kind of sounds like if you weren't paying close enough attention, you could be talking about the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Don't know what to do with this one. Yep, you've got me stumped. But let's go ahead and go to the third one. All right, this one. This one's the best one. Saturn, baby, take it easy on poor Spidey for me. He's been trying his best, Saturn baby, so please don't smite the city tonight. Saturn baby, Deadpool's showing you a good time, kick line. It's our holiday too, Saturn baby, so please don't smite the city tonight. Saturnalia, you've expressed, is the holiday that suits the season best. The boys in red have just one wish. They promise that you'll be impressed. Saturn baby, it's Christmas, but we haven't forgot your spot. Got a plenty and well, Saturn baby, so please don't smite the city tonight. First of all, wow. Hmm. Okay, so just to make sure that I have all the plots. <laughs> The first one is Spider-Man is looking for his teammates. He falls and busts his head. And he has like a Nutcracker Christmas dream about the Green Goblin. Right? Um, it's kind of Christmas Carol. He dreams about like Christmas past and Christmas future. Okay. Okay. And then the second one is about sp- <sighs> they break into a facility and they rescue a clone maybe. Uh, so, so Kane and Peter Parker and Ben Riley team up for a christmas eve break-in to oscorp and rescue a mystery mysterious child okay jesus and then the third one i got is yeah spider-man and deadpool show saturn a good time okay are you talking about the like the planet saturn or is this like a person named saturn the, the, the god saturn okay oh shit um okay damn Damn, this one's really hard. <laughs> My only thing is that I don't think they would put Kane in a Christmas story. I don't know why, but that's like, that's got my, that's where I'm hooked is that Kane is in this story. And I just don't, I don't think he really smacks of Christmas story. That said, not a single damn one of these sounds like a fan fiction. They all sound canon. Or a fan work of any kind, since you tricked me with Italian Spider-Man that one time. <laughs> I hope Italian Spider-Man has a good Christmas. I hope so, too. hope um, all the macchiatos. Yeah. <laughs> so much pasta. Okay, I'm going to say that I think the first one, and honestly, I think the last one are canon. It's a wild guess, but 
I think that Spider-Man and Deadpool show a literal god a good time at Christmas is too out there for it not to be canon. I definitely think that one is canon. (laughs) And the first one I think is canon just because I feel like it would be a cute like little one-shot comic or something. Maybe like for kids. Not to say that like most Spider-Man isn't for kids, but like a, I don't know free christmas comic or something the second one just sounds so like strange but i don't it just doesn't feel as canon as the other two that's not to say it doesn't feel canon just not as canon so my final answer is canon fan work or fanfic canon that's it that's my final guess well, it is a Christmas miracle because you are 100% correct. Are you kidding me? I was yeah. so ready to be wrong. Wow. <laughs> Let me put your, I'm going to put your little bear sticker on right now. I want to wish me a Merry Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead and jump into these. We'll start wherever you want to start. Okay, well, let's start with the Christmas Carol one. This is actually an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, and it's called Nightmare on Christmas. You know, I, as I was watching this episode, I realized what it is about this show that has sort of, it's, it's something that has always pinged me as strange and I didn't know what it was until this episode. And it's that there's no B plots in these episodes. I think, I think that we are accustomed to shows that have an A plot and a B plot Mm -hmm. so that the camera can break away and do something else for a little while. But I realized that this show is just like, this is what's happening to Spider-Man and the camera is never gonna look away. And when you do that, so much can happen in 20 something minutes. Right. And this is one of those times. So yeah, he like, he is looking for his buddies to get together cause they're supposed to hang out for Christmas and he can't find them and he ends up falling and he comes to and he's like, oh, this is a strange situation, but this all seems so familiar. And it's so funny because it's the past and they went through the trouble of animating it like a 1960s episode. So like, it's not exactly the same, but it definitely has that like old animation vibe. Like they did their best to emulate the old style. Okay. And he's fighting like some really retro villains and they're like, their outfits and everything are really retro. His costume is the way it looked in the old cartoon, but he ends up like, you know, taking down these old bad guys. And he has a moment where he has like the little shoulder angel and devil Spider-Mans. And they're like kind of convincing him, you know, to re-examine his life and his past. And they're like, you know, even when you do something good and even when you save the day, like people don't respect you and they don't like you that much. And he's like, well, but that's not really the point. But he manages to save the day and then he ends up getting hit on the head again. And when he comes to it's in the, the future and he's now the president of Parker Industries and he has his own building and he basically has Tony Stark's life and a hologram of Aunt May wakes him up and tells him about, about all his appointments, including like a meeting with the president and a supermodel committee. And, and he's like walking out into his big penthouse and then all of a sudden the glass shatters and in comes a bunch of drone robots and Nova, who is one of his present day teammates and who I think you will really appreciate, a very grizzled and scarred up Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, he's got like the the facial scar to show that like time has passed. Oh, Merry um, Christmas to me. 
um and they roll in and like they dispatch the droids and they're like oh well i mean this is kind of all your fault because when you stopped being spider-man it allowed uh goblin to take power and now the rest of us are kind of fucked and he's like whoa well why did i do that i don't understand and he ends up going to like go confront the king goblin and he's like defeated all the other avengers and all his old teammates or whatever and um, it's this whole thing, but then it turns out that this whole scenario, he's, you know, he fights Goblin anyways, but it turns out that this whole scenario is like a bad nightmare vision that Nightmare, who is a character we have not discussed on this podcast yet, yeah, has concocted to try and get inside his head and just that's what he does. And I appreciated another familiar voice, especially in the animated voice work realm. Um, nightmare is voiced by Mark Hamill. Wow. So, yeah. So, and he definitely, like, he does kind of have that, like, jokery vibe going on with, like, the gaunt features and the manic laughter and the, you know, I'm just here to fuck with you kind of thing. But that was a really fun episode. But I was like, so much is happening. We're in the past. We're in the future. Like, ah, <laughs> um, we're back in the present. <laughs> um, but it was a fun one. And it was a fun Christmas one. When I read the summary, I was like, I have to watch this. I have to, I have to include this one. The other canon storyline is as you guessed, the Spider-Man and Deadpool showing Saturn a good time one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one comes to us from Spider-Man and Deadpool, and it is one of the most fun issues in this entire run. Deadpool throws a... He's an Avenger at the moment. <laughs> so he throws an Avengers party, but his own bad behavior gets him kicked out of his own party, and he ends up on the street with Spider-Man, who was totally not watching the party from a distance like a creeper. And... They decide to hang out for a little while because they don't have anything better to do. <laughs> and then they notice utter chaos happening down the street coming their way. And it is the god Saturn himself who has come to Earth during Christmas tide and is very upset about what has happened to his Saturnalia festivities and season. And he's like, what is this? What is this fat man in a red suit with the beard? What are, what are these these fat chubby babies doing around what what is all this merriment and like he is like setting shit on fire and cutting people's heads off ah! and, and yeah it's it's so crazy and so he's like i'm just gonna burn this whole city to the ground i can't believe that you are disrespecting my holiday this way and deadpool is like okay 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 but I love, I love what you have going on here. I love the, the murder and the fire and the yelling and screaming. It's great. I, I'm all about this. But I do love Christmas. And let me show you why it's awesome. Okay. It's like a Grinch and a lesser Grinch. So at, at this point, we revisit Spider-Man not being able to be drunk. And he, in this case, he has taken a little bit of... Deadpool's rejected by the FDA energy drink. Okay. And so he's it effectively like he's drunk or on E or something because he's like along for the ride, but he's like, my suit feels amazing. Your beard is amazing. Like the whole time um, as Deadpool is dragging the two of them around and showing them how great Christmas is. So they like, they, they go hang out with the Rockettes and they go to uh, a number of parties and feasts and they end up at like a casino and they're just doing crazy Christmas gambling and Saturn is like winning and he's like, all right, well, if I lose this one, then 
they're they're gonna cut off my pinky but i'm hot right now so it doesn't matter and then he loses and they cut off his pinky but he thinks that's hilarious <laughs> and so he decides that like okay maybe they're not calling it what i would call it but like the spirit of debauchery and fun and saturnalia still exists so maybe i don't need to be so cranky about it and he kind of undoes the damage and the murders that he did earlier and goes back to space or whatever <laughs> on like a a chariot pulled by like a demon baby <laughs> okay and then uh, Spider-Man and Deadpool were like, that was the weirdest holiday that I have ever had. But oh, since we're here, we should exchange gifts. And they give each other matching Christmas sweaters. <gasps> and it's really cute. Oh, that is really cute. Wow. <laughs> so that is a great issue and definitely worth the read. Which brings us to our final story. And this is a story called Humbug. Uh, it's it's by Candy Floss Killer with no E. I like how you pronounced it, Killer. <laughs> killer. I thought this was a fun story because I don't feel like I see enough stories with like the spider clones, especially these days. If people know who Ben Riley is, I'm like, oh, holy shit! Like I get excited. Uh huh. And Kane even even more so. But the premise of this story is that like Peter is like swinging home. He's like, oh shit, it's Christmas Eve. I gotta get home, you know, and uh, hang the stockings with care and all that business. And then he like sees two dudes being really shifty and he's like they are being whoever that is they're being so shifty this has to be a trap so i have to follow them and he follows them and like sure enough he's like okay it's my clone brothers what do you guys want and they're like we need your help for this like totally secret mission but we promise it'll be worth it and he's like i i guess i i need to get home soon and they break into osborne's labs and they find this little girl and like the whole time Peter's like is she, a, is she a clone is she an alien what's this girl's story and they're like no we just gotta rescue her she doesn't belong here she's been stolen from her parents and put in this lab and this is just a rescue mission he's like all right well that's that checks out so they perform the rescue and then he's like all right well you guys have this under control do whatever it is you're gonna do get that kid wherever she's supposed to go I gotta go home because my wife is gonna yell at me haha <laughs> old ball and chain he goes home <laughs> and then like you know they're like getting ready to go to bed and then all of a sudden like they hear noises downstairs <laughs> and they come downstairs. Like, I think it's like wee hours of Christmas morning and they come downstairs and they like, see like two shifty dudes, like at the Christmas tree, like, you know, like, <gasps> like shuffling around like, Oh shit. God, I, no, damn it. You know, like jingling the bells. Oh no. God, get back out the window. Hurry. They're coming. You know, like that kind of business. Okay. And they're like, it's clearly Ben and Kane. What the what the hell are these idiots doing? And they like leave. They like run out the door like they totally didn't see us. Hurry, go, go, go. And then they come to the tree and lo and behold, the little baby girl is still there. Okay. And they're like, what what is the story? And then in the comics, Mary Jane is pregnant, but she loses the baby. And what I guess what the implication of the story is, is that Kane and Ben found out that Norman switched the babies and Mary Jane and Peter's baby didn't actually die and that Norman had like kidnapped her what? from the hospital basically. Okay. And so they were like, no, this is Peter's kid. Like we need to return her to the family. So like they could I'm like you could have just told him. I'm right, sure he yeah. would have helped. <laughs> Instead of this bizarre Christmas reverse heist. Yeah. But it's really cute in in that regard and I just like the idea of like Kane and Ben working together to like return Peter's child is really sweet. I will also say that in the author's notes, Candy Floss Killer 
noted that this was a story for like a secret Santa exchange or something. And the person that they wrote it for never responded. No. So if you would like to make a little bit of Christmas magic for an author on a story that maybe hasn't gotten the love it deserved, I would implore my listeners to go and find the story humbug and just leave a little comment or a little kudos and just be like good work or this is a cool story or i heard about it on a podcast and i'm sure that would just make candy floss killers holiday yeah absolutely i'm gonna go do that as soon as we're done here oh my gosh yeah these are all fantastic i'm i i love a good christmas story as much as the next guy Probably more. I really like Christmas. I think we talked about it in the Halloween episode that I'm a Christmas person and not a Halloween person. So hearing all these cool Halloween Spider-Man stories really just warms me down in the cockles of my heart. Maybe even <laughs> in the sub-cockles. So thank you for, for researching these as well. I'm really excited, especially to go leave a comment on that fic because the story is just so good. Now... We have been many a place and seen many a story this episode, but I understand that you have a game you're wanting to play this week in place of trivia. I do. I have a festive Christmassy game that I would like to play. I have searched the internet. I have searched many a website, the annals of history, the wish lists of children and adults alike okay to look for spider-man branded merchandise okay and we are now going to play a little game called all i want for christmas are knickknacks of spider-man okay <laughs> all right what are the rules the rules are i am going to give you an item and you have to tell me whether or not an official licensed version of that spider-man version of that product exists okay so like it has to be made by marvel or like licensed by marvel right right so if someone slapped a logo on it and put it on etsy that doesn't count okay okay i'm ready i'm i i cannot possibly imagine what you are about to bring me (laughs) we've got some real fun ones okay all right a blender a blender no i don't think so Incorrect. There is, in Ah! fact, (laughs) there are a number of Spider-Man kitchen supplies, including a blender. I found a very cute mini blender, the kind where like, like the ninja blender, where like you blend a smoothie and then the blending container becomes the cup. Like a magic bullet? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's a fun, that's, that's fun and cute and portable. Yes, there is a Spider-Man branded blender. Comes in a lot of marble designs, actually. All right, second up. Okay. Bras. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yes, there are, in fact, several different official Spider-Man bras produced, uh, especially sports bras. Yeah, well, I know that because I, I'm a man and I know how men are. So, <laughs> so, and I know I remember the Mary Jane cover with the tiny, the like Spider-Man micro t-shirt. So <laughs> that one was like a no brainer. <laughs> good point. Good point. All right. Hit me with the next one. Pizza cutter. I really want to say no. I'm going to stick with no. There is not a Spider-Man pizza cutter. Thank you, God. 
but there is a Captain America one. It's like the what? the wheel is shaped like the shield. And I was like, really? You're going to do the shield? But like not the, sp- like Spider-Man eats pizza all the time. You're not going to do a little Spider-Man face or like a web or something. That would make much more sense than the Captain America one. It does. But they didn't consult me on this. So Okay. Now I do just want to say I have just Googled Captain America pizza cutter. And it would appear there are two on the market. One has a handle and one is just the shield and you take like part of it off and it's very small and round, which seems like a safety hazard. So Marvel, let's talk about that one. <laughs> There's also a Boba Fett pizza cutter that, that Amazon is uh, suggesting to me right now. <laughs> so we'll come back Neither to that. Neither of those make as much sense as a, as a Spider-Man pizza cutter. Like, yeah. you had a job delivering pizza. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on. Nutcracker. Yes. <laughs> you sounded so sure. <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> um, yes, there are in fact multiple versions of a Spider-Man Nutcracker, including some of the other Avengers. Uh, I guess there was a time period where they were doing like annual releases. They're like, this <gasps> is this year's Nutcracker selection. And so like like 1989 and 1990 had their own Spider-Man Nutcrackers. They don't look good. Like, they're very square and boxy. (laughs) It's not like, you know, like the traditional, like, ballet nutcracker shape where, like, he's got, like, like, it doesn't look anything like that. It's like a big box with, like, a tiny little round head that looks like a drawer pull on top. Oh, no. I guess. But it's it's merch. Listen, merch is merch. (laughs) All right. This is our last one. Okay. Officially branded Spider-Man toilet lid this is another one where i really want to say no but i bet yes huh i bet it's yes final answer final answer no toilet lids oh thank you god (laughs) um however uh definitely like training toilet seats for kids oh that makes sense Um, but what i did find in this search for toiletries okay <laughs> was that in 1979 they released a special spider-man and hulk toilet paper <gasps> and i don't just mean like spider-man and hulk were on the package this was literally like it came in an, in a box of an individual roll and there was an eight page story printed repeating on the the toilet paper like in blue ink um, called the gamma gambit and you can look it up. Like, people have scanned it in and put it online, obviously. Um, but, like, this is a unique storyline that someone wrote and someone drew art for specifically so that it could be printed on toilet paper that would go in your bathroom and on your butt. <laughs> what? Maybe it was specifically just a terrible story. <laughs> Maybe someone at Marvel was like, sure, we'll print it for you, buddy. <laughs> and then it got printed on some toilet paper god can you imagine being like oh yes i i have drawn for marvel oh i i drew a spider-man hulk team up comic actually oh uh it's out of print you can't yeah it's out of print (laughs) sorry it was it was hugely exclusive uh currently you can find uh individual roles online for like eight bucks uh but i think the most one ever went for was like 95 96 dollars of course god 
the, the apparently the toilet the novelty toilet paper bubble broke at some point yeah well we're weird how toilet paper keeps coming back into our periphery here in 2020 <laughs> send her out with a bang we had we had a shortage and now we got spider-man and hulk on the toilet paper <laughs> incredible well thank you for looking up these brilliant christmas gifts that i will be gifting to my very unfortunate loved ones <laughs> um, i really i did look up the spider-man blender and i'm not gonna lie it does kind of look sick it looks I, the design's pretty cool it's not like a tradi- it's not like a trad blender the one I saw where it's got like the glass body. It's pretty cool. It's like a little sports bottle. Yeah, ninja blender type I, thing. I feel it's, like if it's Peter Parker if Peter Parker owned one, he would probably like consume more fruits and vegetables on the daily. Like, yeah. Do you live think, that smoothie life? Do you think that's like yeah? I was gonna say. Do you think that's like Peter's family's gifts to him, or like please here's some multivitamins. <laughs> i'd hope so like please consume some nutrition benefiber <laughs> <laughs> keep spider-man regular <laughs> and then we have just the toilet paper for the occasion <laughs> and on that note merry christmas everybody my name is zeke and i'm kat and we'll see you next time uh have a merry christmas and a happy holiday see you in 2021 yeah this is our season break. We just we forgot to announce that. Bye. <laughs> What's up, Spider Pals? It's Zeke. If you enjoyed the stories that we talked about in today's episode... You should check out the issues they're from. And they are Amazing Spider-Man number 314, Spider-Man Deadpool number 12, Ultimate Spider-Man season 3, episode 22, Nightmare on Christmas. And our featured fanfic this week was Humbug by Candy Floss Killer. That's Candy Floss K I L L R. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, recording this podcast and we really appreciate you guys listening Kat and I just wanted to pop in to let you know that we are going to be taking a small season break we've had a lot of fun producing content for all of our listeners but we're going to take a little bit of time to relax and refresh so we can come back and get at it in 2021 absolutely so send us any ideas you have and we'll see you guys next year thanks so much for listening <laughs>